All right, in today's episode of The Weekly Hustle, I'm answering your questions. I'm going to talk about how to choose a career at 30, how to deal with feeling lost in life, and how I plan and organize my content for YouTube. Stay tuned. Welcome back to The Weekly Hustle. If you're new to The Weekly Hustle, basically it's my podcast slash episode where I share cool people, processes, tools, and ideas for entrepreneurial hustlers who want to be great, who are looking at more than just being good, but they're focused on mastery as well. Second thing, I'm here to document my process of the long-term game of hitting $10 million, which is 100 k per year for the next 100 years. So that's my goal for a rich life, I guess. And typically on the weekly hustle, I usually document things about my life. But this week, I thought it'd be more interesting to answer some of your questions because You guys sent me a lot of great questions. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email at subscribers at refugeehustle.com. Also, if you want to sign up for my email list, go refugeehustle.com slash join. Anyways, this week, you guys asked me three different questions. How to choose a career at 30, how to deal with feeling lost in life, and how I plan and organize my content for YouTube. So again, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email. But let's get into the weekly hustle, guys. First of all, before we get started, just want to give a quick shout out from my comment section. Let's get lucky says you need more subs. Just purchase a Segway 9bot S1. Can't wait to get started. If you guys don't know, I used to actually have a Segway from or a electric unicycle that I had. Actually, funny thing enough, it actually just recently died. The battery just completely shit the bed. And I'm actually getting it repaired at the moment and I'm getting ready to sell it as well. So that's what's happening with my 9bot S1. If anybody has one, make sure to leave that charge. Uh, Otherwise, you know, the battery shits to bed. But anyways, if you guys want to drop a comment, I'll make sure to feature your comment every single week when I do the weekly hustle as well. Anyways, first topic, how to choose a career at 30. So let me ask you this. Do you have a career that you love? I remember struggling with that exact same question back when I was in high school and even late into my pharmacy career. You know, I remember the last year of pharmacy school, I was just struggling. I was like, what the heck do I want to do? I'm not sure if I really want to do community pharmacy. But if you're anything like me and you came from an Asian family, you probably picked something that paid well, (laughs) that was stable and prestigious. And pharmacy for me was all those three things. But what is the problem with that? Well, no one teaches you how to find a career that you'll actually love and stick with. And so that's why when Cameron asked me this question about what to do with my life, I really related to it. So let me read you some of the highlights about it. Essentially, this is Cameron's question. Hi, Kevin. I've known about your website for now. Bookmarked it and mentally labeled as something to come back to read someday. My dog just passed away and it cuts deep. I'm 29, so I had her since freshman year of high school. Her loss created a catalyst for me to take control of my life and develop into something I want. Uh, I currently work in outdoor retail for about 10 years now. Spent nine uh, at the same place changing roles here and there. I left the company in October to take that first step out of my comfort zone as junior management as an outdoor clothing brand store. I knew that this would serve as a transition point, but this is not where I'd settle for as a career. Whenever discussing career paths, the same question always comes up. What do you want to do as I have not been able to produce an answer that follows or satisfies that question? 
I've looked at different industries, including camping, hiking, shooting firearms, hunting, but they're either out of state since he wants to stay in California right now, or I'm severely underqualified. My good friend is doing his best to give me leads to enter the industry in pharmaceutical manufacturing. These jobs compared to where I am now will be better paying, more stable, and leave plenty of room for career growth. I've never given pharma as much thought as outside my wheelhouse. The last time I took a risk for a job, I hated it terribly and left after three months back to the outdoor retail store. I would hate to experience that level of stress, anxiety, and regret again. My career must allow me to do one thing. I want to be able to wake up every morning and know that my work is truly helping people and America. In the past, I've looked into and applied for jobs in the aerospace defense sectors as well. The camping, hiking, hunting industries are fun, but they lack purposeful work that I see. The number one thing that you can help me is inform me, am I making good decisions on a decent path? I know this is an unfair question, uh, just as this is an email with limited information. FYI, I'm a disciple of Jocko and even saw him live when he came to San Francisco. I have all his books, love his podcast. Joe Rogan and Ferris are great too. Thank you for your time, Cameron. Well, I really appreciate your insight, Cameron. So here are my thoughts with everything that you said. So first things first, you know, without a process, it's really kind of hard to figure out a career that you truly want. Most people, we like you've gone through Cameron, like myself, what I've gone through is just try to stumble upon a job after high school and just take whatever you get. And the truth is, this is a recipe for disaster, right? So there's a three-step process that I recommend anyone who is kind of lost, who wants to find kind of their passion or a career that will help them feel fulfilled, have some sort of impact, because essentially that's what we're looking for as well. And that we can really invest our time into for the long run. So there's three steps. First, you want to create a list of careers that interest you or grab your attention. Second thing, you want to do a deep research knowing if this career is actually right for you. Third thing, you want to talk to people who have worked and have experience in the field and get their insights as well. That is super important. So in today's video, what I'll be doing is breaking down each of these steps so you have the context. So grab your pen, grab your paper, take notes, and we're going to dive into it because this might be a long one. First things first, uh, you want to create a list of careers that really interest you or grab your attention. And notice I said a list of careers that interest you, not your friends. This is not what your mom wants. This is not what your friend wants or a random guy on YouTube is telling you what to do. The truth is no one can tell you what kind of career that you want, right? At the end of the day, I always tell people you're the one putting in the time. You're the one paying all the consequences for your actions. And you're putting in the resources to find a new career, not your friends or family. So you must go on the go through the process to figure it out. And here's the truth: it might suck sometimes. There might be there's no such way, thing as wasting time. It's really experimenting and finding the career that really works for yourself, right? But the truth is, the process isn't as hard as you necessarily think. Think about it like this: you're ordering at a restaurant, right? You're handed a menu. Five minutes later, your server comes to your table, asks you, what can I get you? How do you respond? Well, it's simple. You look at the menu, you decide with your gut, you just have a, you're just like, hem, this sounds good, right? Even if you don't like the dish, no big deal. Guess what? You order something next time or you just send it back and order something else. Not the end of the world. And the same thing, Finding your career is the exact same way. It's where, you know, no one says that you have to stick to one career for the rest of your life, right? 
In fact, staying in one career or just like staying settling in one position, it's going to hurt you in the long run because, you know, you're not moving forward. It'll screw your life up even more. And so all you need to do right now is just write everything down. Think about it like this. We're just trying to create our menu of things, right, that we we potentially want to do. Even if it's that crazy rapper career that on paper, just jot it down. And we're not going to, what we're trying to do is just do a brain dump. And we're not going to, we're not limiting ourselves because we're not committing to anything yet. So where do you find your ideas? Here are a few of my recommendations of the best places to find like ideas for careers. First things first, think about careers that caught your eye in the past. Maybe those two conversations to friends or family or something like that. They're like, wow, that's pretty interesting. I could see myself doing that. Just write it down. Or like, that's really interesting. Just write it down. Second thing I like to do is look up, look on LinkedIn or Upwork and research job descriptions. See what kind of pops, uh, pops your interests or anything like that. Upwork is really great, especially if you're doing, you want to do freelance as well. The third thing is take an Ikigai test. There's an Ikigai test that kind of dives into potential careers, potential fields that you could potentially like. Now, this isn't my favorite tool. My favorite tool is actually the Strength Finders 2.0. And one thing that you will get is the Strength Insight Report and Action Planning Guide. It's the most expensive package for Strength Finders, but I think it's like 50 bucks. Totally worth it because they will tell you exact careers that you do really, really well in. So I would highly recommend that. I'll throw some links for Strength Finders uh, as well, as well as the book as well. But whatever you do, and for myself, it recommended sales, consulting, teaching, all these sort of things. And that's stuff that I focus on to this day as well. Whatever you do, just make sure that you don't limit yourself. If you're worrying that I have too much on my list, that's a good thing because we're going to be filtering these ideas out as we go down. And then which leads me to my second step. So let's say you have your whole list. Maybe you got a hundred different things, maybe 10 different things. Doesn't matter. We're going to start whittling down this list. And if you have that fear of like, oh shoot, I forgot about it. Just add it on your list. No big deal, right? We're not committing to anything. So the second step is really to do deep research to see if this career is actually right for you, right? So now that you have a few careers, it's now time to start researching uh, to understand what the career is actually like so you can find out the kick-ass career that you love. So we, we kind of have a bird's eye view at this point, but what we need to do is take a closer look and each step it gets closer and closer and closer. We're trying to figure out things that way. So before we even dive into that, what makes a kick-ass career? Quick pause. You let me know in the comments what you guys think a kick-ass career is. And I'd love to kind of hear from you. But in my opinion, what I believe a kick-ass career is, is essentially four things, right? It's something that you could potentially be world-class at. Be really, really good and proud of doing something as well, right? Second thing, something that you'll love and that you can stick with for the long term, right? Third thing, something you can get paid for. And fourth thing, it'll allow you to solve a problem that the world or the market needs, aka making an impact somewhere, right? Maybe for some people who, who love money, it's making an impact in their bank account. For some people who have a family, maybe it's create an impact for generational wealth for future generations. Maybe if you're into philanthropy, it might be making an impact into the community. No matter what, you're always trying to make an impact, whether your bank account or a community, same thing, right? So we want to make sure that we hit all four things, right? 
So your job isn't like at this point of the research process, your job isn't to be an expert in a particular career. You don't have to know every single little thing. You just have to know enough to get a high level understanding to see if something this if this will actually be something interesting to you. So what are some of the things that you should be asking? Well, if we were to use the word pharmacist, for example, you should probably find out, hey, what do pharmacists actually do? What are different types of pharmacists out there? What kind of companies do they work for? And so how do you tackle these questions? Well, my first online mentor, Ramit Sethi, recommends to people to Google or Wikipedia introduction to a blank career, right? But instead, here are my suggestions because, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a millennial, so I know I'm more up to date with technology. So here are the things that I would do as well, right? So first thing, YouTube interviews. They are the best. Reality versus expectations really gives people a good idea of like kind of like the high level if you should do something. Like I shot a reality versus expectations with my friend Angela about pharmacy. And it's a great series. I did it with a few different people, but highly recommend it there. Second thing I would recommend is a Reddit form. So basically there's all these subreddit forms like for pharmacy, there's our pharmacy and stuff like that. Check that out. That will also give you a good overview of like what people are talking about. What are some of the pitfalls, how to get into a certain field, what they're thinking. You're getting the mindset of it. Third thing is the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So this is my favorite because there's stats about what the career outlook is like, the demand, what they actually do, different sub niches, very high overview of the Bureau of Labor Statistics for the US. So highly recommend that. So once you understand the high level, you can start diving deeper into deeper details about the job. So here's some questions that Ramit Sethi recommends. What does this job pay? What kind of education experience is required, right? What is the trajectory? What does the job look like on a day-to-day -day basis? How many hours are you working typically per week? Is there travel involved? What makes a great pharmacist versus a good one? Is it strategic vision, creative ideas, quantitative skills? And the last one is what blogs, books, websites do they read regularly to be in the know? For example, for us pharmacists, you might read Pharmacy Times or the pharmacist letter for CEs and stuff to stay updated on the industry, right? So the main purpose of this question is to answer this one question. Can I see myself doing this for the next few years? That's the most important thing. All these questions kind of give us a good idea of visualizing what our life would be once we had this job as well. And does it sustain our ideal lifestyle, right? So now that we have this understanding of what we want, now it's time for the most important part, getting the inside scoop from people who actually love working those jobs. And if you find out at this point that your dream job is not worth it, then don't continue. You can stop here and move on to the next item. But if it is something that you believe is worth it, now it's time to move to the third step. Build relationships with more seasoned people in the industry. So this is probably one of the most important steps because there's only so much you can find out through the internet, right? Like you need to speak to real people to get the inner scoop. It's kind of like, you know, you can read all these books about dating and stuff. It's another thing to talk to people who have actual dating experience. And another thing actually go through it yourself. Well, we're doing the next best thing. We're trying to talk to real people to get the inner scoop. So there's a few things you can do here. You can choose to ask any lingering questions you might have, or even better yet, ask about experiences in their career. That's something that 
is really tough. You can't always get that through simply a forum or or a YouTube video. You can ask specific questions about their career when you meet up with someone. So Ramit Sethi calls them informational interviews, but essentially all you're doing is just to ask the right questions to figure out, is this what I want? What do I need to do to get into this career? And what should I do next? Those are the three things that we're focusing on uh, getting. Now, the truth is you might need to do some sort of outreach. Here are my recommended methods. You can do email. You can do LinkedIn message. You can post on Facebook groups like Asian Hustle Network. and Message someone directly through there. Obviously, there's a skill to doing this, but essentially you're reaching out to them, introducing yourself and asking for their expertise, right? And if you want, I can definitely do another video about how to outreach. But essentially what you want to do is just make it really convenient to meet up with them. Or you can do something, worst case scenario, you can do something like Zoom. But there's something about meeting up someone in person that builds that relationship too. You can meet for lunch. You can meet for quick coffee near their workplace. Essentially, you're taking them out. And yes, you pay for this, but you're paying for info. But I would highly recommend that you do this just because you get a deeper insight and you start building that relationship as well. If you don't know what to say to these people, one of the things I like to say is like, hey, blah, blah, blah. I noticed that you're in XY industry. Funny thing, I've actually been thinking about diving into this industry for a while. I've done a lot of research and had a few questions. It would mean the world to me if we could meet up, if we could speak. If you're busy, no sweat, but I was wondering if you're open to it, right? Let me know. Cheers, right? That's one, that's a very, that's like off the top of my head that you could do. If you do it via video, you have a higher, higher rate of messaging back. You can do something like a loom video. Those that's really, that's what I would recommend doing. And actually I've been able to, I've used this for when I was precepting pharmacy students, I used to have them do this all the time. So it does really work. Once you get them to the meeting as well, like what are some, some of the things there's a lot you can ask. You can ask them, like I said, things that you're curious about. But here's three things that I always ask her in every single meeting, especially toward the end, right? So some bonus questions I love asking are, as someone who's been in the industry for X amount of years, what has been the biggest surprise for you, right? Second thing is, if you were in my shoes, what else would you be asking about this industry? Third thing, are there any people that I should be talking to? You're definitely more plugged in than I am, so I'd really appreciate any suggestions that you have. Those questions, what that does, it shows that you have actually done a lot of research and it shows that you're proactive too. And what I like to do with this advice is actually I write everything down. I take that advice and I actually do it. And then I actually follow up with them via email. And that's how you build a relationship, right? And maybe you can do a checkpoint cadence, maybe like a month later or something like that. if They're open to it as well. There's also a really great article by Rumi Sethi. I'll link it in below. But that's my advice. That is my secret advice that I learned from Ramit Sethi. I use it all the time, not only in pharmacy to meet really cool people, but I've also used that for friends. I've also used that for freelance too and starting my business as well. So uh, if you guys want any more career advice, let me know. And also make sure to sign up for my newsletter. Shoot me questions there. All right. Now for the second thing, we're going to talk about how to deal with feeling lost in life. So have you ever felt super lost in life? Maybe you feel like you're stuck in a certain routine or funk. Maybe you're looking for that spark again or something to look forward again. 
for me, this is something that I'm going through right now where, you know, I, I'll take a look at social media. I see people having their weddings, having their children moving forward there. I see younger entrepreneurs doing super well. I'm like, fuck, I should be there. There's so many things that, you know, I feel like I'm missing out on. And it happens to me too. For myself, when I feel lost, I feel stuck. It's like that feeling when you don't know what to do or if you'll ever figure things out. And if this is you, don't fret. I'm here to help. So recently, I got this question from a reader. Hey, Kevin, I posted this on Joe's Facebook Citizens of Jamalia. Recently, I saw my coworker reading Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules to Life. I was also scrolling through Facebook and I saw a video of Iroh from Avatar where he says, you must never give in to despair. Allow yourself to slip down that that road and you surrender to your lowest instincts. In the darkest times, hope is something you give yourself. That is the meaning of inner strength. It got me thinking. I did give in to despair. I don't know when, but feeling empty, emotionless, and just surviving isn't the way to live, especially a oh well attitude. Had a day off from work and just self-reflecting. Don't really know where to go from here, but thanks for listening. My question is, are there any books that you recommend? I'm tired of going through the routine and the oh well attitude. I need guidance or something to give me hope and give me help me feel again. Like in the past, I've emailed you before. And once you responded, I stopped there. It's time for me to take things seriously and get better. Thanks for reading. I hope you're doing well during these times. That was a real email. And I remember like especially feeling this way as when I was in pharmacy school when I was about 25 and it was my final year of graduation. I got my job offer through pharmacy, but I wasn't excited for it. I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what. And all I knew was like, I just didn't want to go into that pharmacy day in, day out, day in, day out until I was like retirement age and then there's most of my life gone, right? So all I knew at that time was that I wanted something to change. But because I felt like I wasted the last seven years of my life going down a career that wasn't going to make me happy, wasn't going to make me uh, feel impactful to the world, I didn't know what to really, really do at the time. And so it took me a few years, but this is what's helped me kind of escape that mindset, find like purpose, escape my nine to five and really have impact in my life. and feel like I have impact toward others again as well. So here are three things that I think will help you find the right path in life, right? First things first, you ask for books, right? And books are really great to help you find your purpose, right? And so growing up as an Asian American, myself, like I know my friends who are also Asian have gone through this. They really didn't have a strong male role figure in their life. That meant for Asian men like myself, right? We had to kind of find our own direction. So when it came for me to find my own way or purpose, uh, books helped me help get that rough roadmap of finding what is an ideal life for me. And it's something that, to be honest, is something that I'm still struggling with today, right? Finding my North Star. But there are a few books that I would recommend to help you find your work North Star that has helped me in the past to help me build better relationships, help me build better direction, health, wealth, and relationships as well. So here are the three books that I would recommend you to read. One of the top books I would recommend you read is this book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. It's one of my favorite books right now on relationships and building a better relationship with yourself and understanding your 
your growing up as well. It's one of the most impactful books I recommend to people. And people love that book. I recommend this book because it teaches you things like how to build unconditional love in your relationships and not only your romantic relationships, but also platonic relationships as well, your regular friendships. And often I recommend this because usually creating real authentic relationships is really the first step to having a more fulfilling life. And actually having great relationships opens more opportunities than anything as well. Whether it's looking for a job, looking for <laughs> having a friend to just grab a bike to eat with, or in business, like finding business partners who can solve your business problems as well. So that's really important. Second book I always like is actually Mark Manson's book, The Cell Art of Not Giving a Fuck. It was actually really popular. If you like raw, unfiltered life advice that feels like it's your, coming from your best friend, highly recommend it. It's a nice touch from the woo-woo advice that you get from like Tony Robbins or positive, like positive, like in the whole positivity space. Because here's the truth. Life isn't always like that. It's raw. It's real. The reason why I like this book is by reading. I also like Mark Manson's articles, but it helps you give you a better direction of where you want to live your life as well. And now the last book I would recommend is The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Really interesting book because this book is actually not for everyone, but it teaches you about how to find uh, purpose in your life, romantic relationships uh, to support your purpose too. It's more on the woo-woo spiritual side, but it's not so spiritual that like you can't get anything from it. It's great for men, uh, actually for any, anyone to really understand the power of femininity and masculinity in any relationship and how the roles can switch and how they need to be switched. Because sometimes if you have two masculine energies, then they clash. If you have two feminine energies, there's no lack of direction as well. So it's just really, really interesting as well. And I always take, it's like one of these books. It's like, a I don't know, I don't drink wine, but I, I would compare it to like a sipping wine. It's like you read a chapter and then you think about it. And I always get key insights from this. While books are great though, this is only one side of the equation, which leads me to my next point. The thing that you want to do is build daily routines for yourself. Well, books are a great place for ideas. It's really habits and routines that are a foundation for building a better life. Am I, am I saying that, you know, by waking up earlier, doing cold showers and all the these crazy like morning hacks that you see, are you going to suddenly wake up to seven streams of passive income? No. But the truth is, by setting up healthy habits for your health, wealth, and relationships, you, it puts you in a place where you can make better decisions moving forward as well. Um, as you start building your visions, you can add, build more. You can add more specific routines for your specific goals. So what are some of the routines that I always like to go to other than reading books? Especially in your situation, man, I feel lost when I don't really check in with myself emotionally, right? So there's a few things that I love. I have this journal that I've had since my father actually passed away, and it's called the Five Minute Journal. Highly, highly recommend this book or this uh, journal because it's really short. Sometimes you don't have all the time in the world to just jot things down, but there's really a few prompts in the morning. Like I am grateful for. You write three things. What would make you? What would make today great? There's three things. Your daily affirmations, and also a quote to just really inspire you in the day. And there's a nighttime routine as well, but I really like it because it's really well made. And plus like it by investing into something like this, it's really great. And it 
forces you to focus on not what you don't have, but what you already do have and to appreciate it. I've really, it's helped my relationships a lot more because I typically write the people I'm grateful for every single day. The second thing is that I like to do is morning pages. So this is essentially a brain dump. It's really easy. I actually have a few videos on it, but basically it gets all your thoughts down onto a page. It doesn't have to make sense, but it's just a outlet for your brain to kind of dump and you find yourself waking up a lot more clear when you do things like the morning pages. Also, the last thing is if you're struggling to figure out where you want to be, what kind of life you want, is writing and rewriting your vision every single day. I learned this from Dan Pena. I wrote an article about it. I'll link it below. I'll link it as well. But, you know, writing a vision of what you want your ideal life, your health, wealth, relationships, and from how you want your morning to look like as well, it's helpful too because half the time we don't know what we want and we trust like the key is to to dial in on it make it more and more specific every single day and i think that is a really important exercise if you want more ideas and habit tracker make sure to sign up for my email list you'll get a free habit tracker when you do so but i'm actually updating the habit tracker but while habits and routines are great there's one thing that you should definitely consider as well consider therapy this is the most important thing and it's not emphasized enough, but nothing can actually really replace speaking to someone. And lastly, you might want to consider therapy or what I call a professional venting session where you can go down the route of traditional therapy or alternative, I guess. Based off my experience, I've experimented with a lot. I've done everything from hypnotherapy, life coaching, even those like EQ seminars. And all those were very profound in my life. But after doing these things as well, and being 32, I just realized there's a lot of like, I don't, I wouldn't call it PTSD, but a lot of my experiences and thought processes are so ingrained and I wish I got them done sooner. Like for myself, I definitely noticed that I have commitment issues for certain things or certain things. I have certain habits since I was a kid that don't always make me feel so confident as well about my decisions. I, I question myself a lot. And so I wish I went the traditional route and I am actually in the middle of considering it at the moment as well. So you might want to consider that. But as I dove into those other things, what I found was helpful was that it just helps me hone in on what I need to work on or what I need to be conscious of. Like, it's not like you're fixing anything sometimes. Sometimes it's just awareness and understanding of what you like of the type of person you are and how to accommodate your life to put yourself in the best place. It's almost like a game where you're strategizing, you're understanding how you work and you can put yourself in the best scenarios if that makes sense. Let's see. And like I said earlier, next thing I'm going to be investing in is probably more traditional counseling just to help me with my relationship issues. Like recently, I've just been feeling like I've been having a lot of PTSD, especially commitment for romantic relationships. I've also considered things like going on an ayahuasca trip and all that in the future, but that's another story altogether. Another important thing I want to emphasize is like, don't try to do all these things at once. I started doing these things because there's an element of these three things that have helped me at one point in time. If you try out any of these recommendations and they don't work, totally cool. You can quit at any time. But the goal isn't to implement everything. It's really an exercise to figure out the most important thing or finding what makes you happy in life. There's no book, no person, no daily program there that will tell you this. It's something that you have to go through. It's just part of adulting. So I just want to emphasize that.
for those who have made it, I'm kind of curious. What what sort of things have you guys done? What do you think this person should do? I would love to kind of hear it in the comments as well. And let's keep it a positive community, guys. All right. So last topic I'll be talking about today is my creative process of how I plan and organize my content for YouTube. So face it, let's be honest. If you've ever created content, more than ever, people have been asking me, hey, Kevin, how do I start a YouTube channel, right? And face it, creating quality content is really, really hard. It's one of the most hardest things. And when I speak to new content creators, one of the most common questions is, how do I get started? And it's funny. I recently got a question from Steven from my live stream about my personal creative process. And he asked, what is your personal, what is your creative process like? And for the last few years, I've written articles, shot YouTube videos, sent countless amount of email newsletters. And the truth is, it's very rare to just wake up and stumble on a great idea. It all starts with a process to start generating those ideas. So what is my process for organizing that YouTube content and or articles? So if you want to know my process, I'll break down a seven-step process for you guys. And quick pause, this video will be quite a bit. So if there's a particular step that you want me to cover, let me know in the comments and I'll elaborate and kind of create a different video on any particular one of these steps, especially like researching topics. That can be super, super complicated. So let me know in the comments what you want me to elaborate on as well. All right. So the first step I do is actually I capture my ideas using Notion. So this is where I write down any ideas I might be thinking about, interesting topics throughout the week. I'm not sure if you get this as well, but I find that the best ideas for me come when I'm doing everyday activities, like when I'm going grocery shopping or the uh, infamous shower thoughts, or even when I'm going on a hike. I like going on hikes and just writing things down because that's my time where all these ideas start flowing out, out, right? So that's the first thing. You got to capture all your ideas. I love Notion. Quick pause. If you want a free copy of Notion, go to refugeehustle.com slash Notion and you'll support my channel and get a free copy of Notion as well. Second thing I like to do is research topics using Airtable. So great content is a balance between two things, right? It's about a balance between what people want to learn about or are looking up and topics that you're passionate about. And when you can create two topics that actually like that overlap, then that is great content, right? For myself, I like to write down all the popular topics that people are searching through SEO research and I start filtering things down that I don't like. From there, I, I start populating the popular tags, headlines, all that sort of stuff. But honestly, ever since I like for a long time, I actually never did this and I didn't know how to do SEO research and stuff. And chances are you probably don't need to know how to do it at first. If you create great content, then chances are it might get picked up by the algorithm as well. But, you know, SEO is a whole nother skill and it can be very interesting as well. Third thing I always do is plan. So once you have your research topics planned, it's time to start planning content. So back in the day, I used to never plan my content whatsoever. I would ramble a lot, but more recently, I've been focusing on adding more value into the content for my viewer, right? For you that is watching this or for you that is listening to this on this podcast, I just try to map out everything so I don't go off in tangents. But at the bare minimum, I'll at least bullet everything out. So I'll bullet all my points out and then I can repurpose the content for email, video. And during that time, I'll plan out my SEO, my, my personalized SEO topics and headlines as well. The next step is what you're seeing right now. I'm shooting, I'm writing, if it's an article. And this is simple. You just block out time in the day. 
start writing, start shooting the content. Again, if you ever wonder why I'm looking to my left is because I typically write all the points that I want to talk about as well. And so one of the things I love about Notion is that it copy and pastes cleanly into WordPress and MailChimp. So if you go to refugeehustle.com slash Notion, or you want a copy of free copy of Airtable, go to refugeehustle.com slash Airtable. We'll get free copies of those totally free. Those are some powerful tools. I'll shoot some more videos about how to use them as well. The next thing you need to do is edit your content. So chances are the content that you edit the first round isn't going to be gold, right? You have to really mold it into that statue, right? That piece of art that you want to convey your message with, right? So you need to edit. For my videos, I personally use Final Cut Pro and I also use Notion to edit as well. The next thing you need to do is actually put in your SEO, your thumbnails, optimize the publishing for YouTube or your blog as well. Sometimes that means just putting all the data of all the tags that you want to use and all that. And it can get complicated. And here's the important thing. Your content means nothing if it doesn't get seen. So at this stage, what you're trying to do is really optimize so that your content gets seen. Like I use Pixelmator to edit any images use Airtable to manage my tags as well. And then finally, I publish, right? And this is what you'll, you're seeing. Like I'll schedule out my content, then I'm done. I'll also, to take one step back, for YouTube, I'll also do my cards. I'll also do the end screens as well. So there's a lot of work that goes into something like YouTube, but it doesn't have to be this complicated. It's just something that I've kind of built out over the years. In addition to that, some things that I like to do are things like the morning pages, the artists, a date from this book called The Artist's Way. Bam. This is one of my favorite books. It's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. It really talks about creative exercises that I try to stick to. Sometimes there's an ebb and flow with it. Sometimes I'll be in the mood for it. Other times I won't. So great, 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 great book. You should check out. If you're curious about the morning pages, you can check out some of the articles I wrote. I'll link them below as well. But just remember creating, whether videos, articles or anything, can be exhausting. So make sure to fill up your cup. So as you empty it, so that's my process. If you're a creator, I love to kind of hear your processes. What are you guys doing that you didn't hear? What, what are some things that you are planning to do after hearing this? Let me know. Anyways, guys, this is the weekly hustle. That is pretty much it. If you want to stay tuned for show notes, make sure to subscribe to refugeehustle.com slash join. Uh, you'll get updated for my newsletter for all these updates as well. And I'll also leave the show note link in the description below. Okay. As always, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. And that's pretty much it. Are there any topics that you want me to talk about? Feel free to shoot me an email at subscribers at refugeehustle.com. That's pretty much it. My voice is dying, guys. I will talk to you guys later. Peace, mother people. Bye.